Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Welcome back, and thanks so much for tuning in. As promised, the conversation for today is going to focus on managing our expectations. Because if we have faulty expectations, what we're going to experience is a higher level of distress in life. The assumptions we make are going to drive how much discomfort we actually experience. So the anecdote that for me best represents this is I drive a Ford Fusion And probably about three months ago, I was trying to get a jump on the winter traffic. And so I went to the tire store and I went to get my tires replaced. And the guy said, Steph, in good conscience, I cannot sell you tires because your tires are just fine. And I was like, no, every two years we change out my tires because my fusion slips all over the place. And if I don't have really good tread, I feel really unsafe. And I was talking to my boss about this and he said, Steph, the car that you have is going to slip. It's going to slide. It's going to struggle. Because of the style of car that it is, you're not going to be able to not slip and slide. That's just part of the process of owning a Fusion and living in Michigan and having winter here. That conversation alone shifted for me the level of unsafety that I was feeling in my vehicle because I had a better understanding and a more realistic understanding of what to expect. So because I understand that in Michigan, in winter, my car is going to slide, I'm going to have to accommodate that reality by preparing for the inevitability that my car is going to slide and that I'm going to be put in potentially unsafe situations. So I'm going to have to watch how I take turns. I'm going to have to come to stop signs more slowly. I'm going to have to make sure that I either gun it on a yellow, not that I'm recommending that, but that is an option, or that I'm going to stop as soon as the light turns yellow so I have plenty of time to come to a complete stop before the red light hits. I understand the limits of my car because someone helped me manage my expectations of my car. So managing our expectations and having realistic expectations is going to change the level of distress that we experience. If I'm still operating under the assumption that my car is never supposed to slide, every time it slides, I'm going to have some sort of reaction that's more emotionally charged because there's a mismatch between what's true and what I assume should be true. I cannot ask my car to do better or be better than it is. I can't ask it to be a Suburban. I can't ask it to be a truck. I can't ask it to have four-wheel drive. Those are beyond the capabilities of my car. So I have to honor what it is and have appropriate expectations for it. And when I do that, my level of distress is going to go down significantly. And that's what we have to understand. Our expectations are going to set us up for good feelings, our expectations are going to set us up for bad feelings, and our expectations are going to set us up for inappropriate responses if we don't have them managed well. We can see this specifically with things like life patterns. We're going to want to watch for patterns and trends and understand things as they are, understand the reality, and if we have a good understanding of that, then our distress is not going to be as heightened. For example, 
Holidays can be hard for a lot of people. If you reflect back over this last holiday season and things were awesome, I love that for you. But that's not everyone's story. Holidays can categorically be super difficult. Post-divorce, holidays are incredibly tough. Most everything in someone's infrastructure has been altered if and when divorce happens, and holidays and traditions are one of the pieces of infrastructure that's been compromised. So spending time with certain people one year and then the next year they're off limits to you, that can be really painful. That can cause significant distress. So we have to brace for the reality that the holidays the first year post-divorce are going to be hard. Or the holidays the first year post-loss is going to be hard if someone has lost a spouse or lost a significant other, or lost a child. Those are going to be difficult, difficult situations. Now, every year is difficult, of course, but the first year is especially difficult because it's a brand new experience. And so I was talking to a friend over Thanksgiving, and he is in the process of divorce, and Thanksgiving for him was kind of this sprint of, from start to finish, try to make it as good of a day as possible for his kids. And when he got to like seven or eight o'clock at night, not only was he exhausted, but he was just emotionally spent and emotionally fatigued because the goal was to make it seem as though there was no gaps in their Thanksgiving this year. But the reality is, is there was a significant gap. The family structure had changed. And so he came to the end of Thanksgiving and he was so depleted and exhausted and so sad that it was emotionally very taxing on him. But that makes sense because the assumption was that things could operate as normal. The reality was that everything had changed. And so there was a mismatch between assumption and expectation. The level of distress was very high for him. And so after I was talking to him over Christmas, I said, how did that go for you? And he said, you know what? Things went significantly better for me because I remembered how volatile I was on Thanksgiving and I remembered how hard that was. And so I knew what to expect. And so I tempered my expectations. I realized that I couldn't run at a sprint. I realized it wasn't going to be the same. I changed the way I looked at the day. And yes, it was painful and there were gaps, but it went significantly better than Thanksgiving. And the shift was he managed his expectations. He expected things to be as they were. He didn't expect them to be different. And because that's true, the level of distress was significantly less. Now, I actually went in the opposite direction. Um, My Christmas Eve this year, I had expectations that somehow people would be mind readers and understand just how hard my year has been and just how difficult the holidays are. And so when I went to family Christmas and everything was kind of same as before, everything was typical, everything was normal, I felt myself actually spiral very quickly and I got very frustrated. And that was a me issue because my expectations were not managed well. And so I experienced higher distress because I sat in kind of fiction. I sat in a, I wonder if people are going to do anything to demonstrate that they were thinking of me a little extra this year. That was a me issue. That wasn't a them issue. And I experienced a lot of volatility because I had a mismatch expectation to reality. And so I know going forward, I need to set my expectations and set my intentions a little bit more realistically, or I will continue to experience distress. Now, it's not just events that can cause this. It's how we deal with people as well. And one of the things I walk through with clients again and again is this particular phrasing. I say it often. The nature of the bee is to sting. Expect it to sting you and you won't get angry. 
because it's in the very nature of the bee. We don't look at the bee and say, how dare you sting me? It's so inappropriate. How could you? We say, of course it stung me. It's a bee. That's what it does. Now, when we deal with people, we might have certain expectations for how they behave or how they respond or how they interact with us. But the reality is sometimes we hold people to a standard that's an inappropriate ask because it's against who they are. So if I go back into my history and there's someone that continually doesn't show up for me or continually makes things about them or continually calls me only when they have a big crisis going on in their life, why would I expect that to change? Why would I expect them to pick up the phone and check in on me? Or why would I expect them to do anything different than what they've always done? The nature of the bee is to sting. And if I'm going to be healthy and well emotionally, I have to start accepting things as they are. I have to start accepting people for who they are. I have to stop anticipating that things will be different than I want them to be. And so one of the strategies, I was just reading Nine Things You Simply Must Do from Dr. Henry Cloud. I definitely recommend it. It's a great read. But one of his strategies is to play out the movie. Play out what you think is actually going to happen when you anticipate something. Are you trying to play out a movie and create a scenario that's not realistic, that's not based on what's happened in the past, that's not based on what this person is actually capable of being or doing? Are you being realistic with your expectations? If you're not, that's going to turn into a you problem because you're going to experience emotional volatility or emotional distress because you didn't manage expectations well. So I was talking with a client the other day and she was engaging with her dad and her dad was very authoritarian and her dad was very direct and very demanding of certain outcomes. And she was really, really angry about it and she was really lamenting it and frustrated. And I said to her, I said, I'm curious though, is this different from how he normally interacts with you? And she said, no, I just don't want him to. And I said, I get that and we can grieve that. But is this different than who he normally is with you? And again, she's like, no, but he he should or he, I want him to or he has to. And, and I stopped her again and I said, but is he responding any differently than his typical? Or is this the normal response that you get? And as she was pushing up against me, she kind of just stopped and she said, you're right. That is who he is. And I guess I'm going to have to accept that. Friends, that's the reality of managing expectations. We can only deal with facts. We can only deal with what is. Or we can start to create stories that are going to lead us to higher levels of distress because we want something to be true and it just isn't. And I get that it's painful and I get that that can be really, really difficult to swallow because we want people to be a certain way or we want them to do certain things or we want certain outcomes. But people are who they are. And when we accept that and embrace that, we can make relationships in reality instead of in fantasy. And that's what I want to be true in my life, and that's what I hope you want to be true in your life. Managing expectations, having a realistic understanding of what's going on around you, having a realistic expectation for special days and special events, having reasonable assumptions about what's going to happen when you intersect with certain people. And even as basic as having an understanding of what your car is going to do in the snow, those are spaces where we can really manage our distress if we manage our expectations well. And that's where we're going to leave it today. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.